Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the student of the game. I am Kyle Nash, the student of the game here. And listen, things might look a little out of place. You don't have a whole lot of inspirational speeches or movie quotes, which are actually pretty cool now when I think about that. The truth is, Jim has to uh, push back tonight because he's got to replace all that ish because it's officially old hat. Or maybe he won't, and this is just a funny excuse for me to step in and officially announce the hosting of the Student of the Game at Huddle Up Simulcast. I need that crowd noise. Where's the damn soundboard? Well, that's one thing we're missing tonight as well. But rest assured, my friends, welcome aboard here. And hey, listen, if you're here, chances are you like talking about sport, and we're glad you get to do it here with us. Uh, thanks to Big Jim for uh, turning, uh, turning, uh, let's say the 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 lemons into lemonade. His schedule altered so that the Huddle Up podcast couldn't happen in its proper form. I will be covering UCF basketball with the black and gold banneret tomorrow night. I believe that's a women's game. Yeah. So at any rate, I'll be there doing that. I said, where you see problem, I see potential. Nobody's going to get a drop from My Blue Heaven because it's one of Steve Martin's worst movies. But the punchline is this. I saw that, and so now is born the first official simulcast event. I'll be at the helm with the Huddle Up crew here. They'll be coming in at the 10 o'clock hour. We'll drop that, and that'll be great. But I got to wax poetic about a few things first, as I'm opt to do on the Student of the Game podcast. And listen, this is this is one more week here without Mark Mancini. Don't worry. I'll be talking to him in Arizona, working to get the Muslim football scout on as well while i'm in arizona covering the super bowl next week for the three-point conversion obviously we had the games that determined the game and one's owl is now super in the form of an eagle and the chiefs the bird puns are going to be a thing listen and as much as i'm hearing about other things getting old already you know the kelsey brother relationship and the reed thing but we're going to hear about it being the first game with two black quarterbacks 500 bazillion times. Listen, I'm Lucifer Morningstar this. That's right. I tried to tell you, but you wouldn't listen. I told you winter was coming years ago, ladies and gentlemen, when the top quarterbacks in the NFL were African-American. We're black. Forget African-American, that term. Yeah, it's, can we just say black? That's what everybody means right now, okay? Of color. Let's go with that, right? All these different terms. Punchline's this. Of course this was going to happen, folks. A lot of the top quarterbacks in the league are of color now. I'm not here to tell you that race relations are finished and they're done. We're still talking about coaching, even though we've had two candidates of color, two head coaches of color in a Super Bowl already. If you remember the Bears facing, or with Lovely Smith facing Tony Dungy, and yet I still think the problem is far bigger there. But by the way, D'Amico Ryan's officially getting hired, leaving San Francisco to head to the Texans. I'm going to go talk on that real quick. I'm not here to tell you the Texans as an organization are solved, but the first step is admitting your problem and doing something different. And the Texans are acknowledging officially now that their culture sucked, duh, and are changing the problem in such a fashion that they're doing it by bringing in a guy that once filed suit against the team for the way they handled an injury of his. Like, that should tell you everything you need to know. By the way, keeping in full huddle of fashion, Devin jumps in. Good to see you, man. 
Um, I don't know if you got anything Dolphins to talk, but I have a feeling that they will come up at some point during the pod for one of these uh, topics. So stick around there for that, my friend. Um, but the Texans bringing in D'Amico uh, 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 Ryans is a big deal. J.J. Uh, Watt tweeting out and all that. Now, here's the thing. Do I actually think it was the right hire from a Texan standpoint and keeping in the culture? Most definitely. But we live in a world where offense rules in the NFL right now. D'Amico Ryans ain't that. So what they're relying on is for him to come in and just bring belief back, I think. That's superseding anything offensive. I, I would have liked for them to bring in an offensive guy, but listen, with what we've heard about Eric Bieniemy, I don't think he's the right temperament to come in and fix all this. This the Texans are so broken that you need goodwill and 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 the culture fit in place before we even talk about hey, who we going to draft up here pretty soon in the next few months. Okay, I, I get that part of it so you know I, I know the conventional wisdom is offensive guys do better all this other stuff but hey not that robert Sala's doing all that bad in new york with the jets these represented a good turnaround in the right direction by the way another 49ers defensive coordinator going in the, so yeah there's some i'm not saying you're gonna see a a, a longhorn skull silhouette in the next super bowl for 58 here I'm not going to see, we're not going to see that if, and when I go to Las Vegas to cover that Super Bowl. Okay. Let's, let's, let's keep it up. Uh, let's keep it on the skis here. Let's not get ahead of the skis, please. Thank you. I'm in Florida. Who gets ahead of skis anyway, but let me go to this, which we should be celebrating to quarterbacks of color in the Super Bowl. As much as I tried to tell you, but you wouldn't listen that it was pretty much Thanos wasn't this inevitable. Okay. But the way some people are celebrating is problematic. Let me tell you what I mean. Writers that tend to be, have a political agenda, for lacking a better way of putting it, guys I even know and respect that write for major organizations for NFL teams have even made this mistake. So this isn't average Joe, common person, you know, giant fan saying, oh, the 49ers got beaten bad by the Eagles. That must mean the Giants are better than the Niners. No. It's a, it's a mistake that's a mistake, but with good intention. And the thing it is, is this. Jalen Hurts making it to the Super Bowl after Eagles fans sold him down the river. This time last year, the only thing got that got abused like this was Santa Claus at Christmas in 68, and John Madden on Monday Night Football before before Thanksgiving one year when they had a turducken and his huge colossal hands on camera carved it barehanded. Okay, that that y'all were down on him, Eagles fans. So we'll be talking to Matt Muleisen for a minute. I'm certain he'll have something to say about the Eagle fan populace and the way they used to treat Jalen Hurts before now ascending to Super Bowl status here. But. Now what's happening is, oh, look, Jalen Hurts made it. Look at all you Herbert supporters. But it must be because of the way he looks. All right, stop. Stop right now. Stop it. First of all, I won't even get into the basic principle of tearing down a quarterback of a different hue to raise yours up. If you're looking to bring goodwill and, and diversity and awareness, that ain't it. That ain't the play. 
here's the proper take. And credit to my guy, Chris Lewis, um, on Twitter, CLU. He was part of the um, AFC South preview we did on the student of the game. He represented the Colts and assured me that they would win the division. <clears throat> That's okay. Pass tran tran transgression aside. Um, he said the question to be asked, or at least how I'm framing it is, what could Lamar Demetrius Jackson do if he had the support that Jalen Hurts did? If people could look past their stupid, acknowledge that Lamar Demetrius Jackson, yes, he has middle name, middle name status on this show, um, or at least my show. It's a simulcast, so it's this show. Um, why, I, why isn't the conversation being had about quarterbacks of color being prolific and the old school thinking in front offices stymieing players being the true issue here, not Justin Herbert. Let's keep in mind, there's plenty of other stuff that staggered Justin Herbert. The fact that the Chargers even made the playoffs with all the injuries they had, I'm not going to say MVP candidate because that would be asinine. I'm not going to say coach of the year because I'm pretty sure Brandon Staley's half the reason they didn't beat the Jaguars in the game I was at in Jacksonville. You're going to put that on Herbert. Really? This is a thing we're doing now. That's got to stop. Be a tide that raises all ships. Don't try to sink others. Maybe the response to be had is something along the lines of, golly, if the Chargers fired Brandon Staley and brought in D'Amico Ryan, maybe Justin Herbert would win a football game. Yeah, that's, that's another direction you could go. Bringing in a coach of color. Might be able to lift up a quarterback regardless of his heel. I mean, that's a direction you could go. I don't understand bringing down others to lift yourself up if you're trying to preach inclusion. That being said, I, oh, yeah, see, now we're back. See, I'm messing with people. They're unhappy with what I said, and Spectrum is worried. <laughs> you know, by the way, I wonder if Mike Bernier is going to appear tonight here in the comment section today after what happened to his Bengals. And if he did, that's okay. I can simulate it. Ah, the refs, the refs, the refs, the refs, the refs. Okay. I got that in my system. Using that to set up anybody who wants to try to tell me the NFL is fixed, just stop it. Just stop it. Do you really think in a scenario where the NFL is fixing games that they're actually going to pick the Eagles over the 49ers? Are you serious right now? I get it. Philadelphia is a city of brother, brotherly love. They're a fantastic city. Some of the fan bases, interesting. We'll call it that. They're not Boston crazy, but they're, they're devout in a very special way, which is exactly why the NFL would not fix a game in favor of the Eagles. Because you miserable human beings throwing your batteries and your snowballs at Santa are going to show up anyway. Dems the facts of the case. Meanwhile, you have Kansas City coming in, eh, kind of central. I know they're called referred to as the West. They're not East, certainly. And then you could get the West Coast heavily involved. The East Coast is vested in, in the NFL. That's the thing that's going to happen. You know, football. It's an American thing. The West Coast is where a lot of the expansion action is taking place now, right? They're trying to get stadiums in Las Vegas and getting that established. 
in that dumpster fire of a situation. Shouts to my guy, Josh McDaniels, right? Anyway. But if the fix was going to be in, you would think it would be pro 49ers, wouldn't you? Think about that. The Eagles are involved either way. The Niners, I'm going to throw it out there, a bit more of the fair weather corporate type. Kind of like Cowboys fans. No, I'm not including EJ Christian or Jim Neese in this analysis. Take it easy. But there's a lot more how you say you're more likely to find the Cowboys or the Niners in Forbes than you are the Eagles. And that's okay. But if a game is going to be fixed, it's not going to favor the Eagles. Those fans are coming to the games and watching either way, miserable as they may or may not be, or happy or elated as they may not be. They're there, period, point blank. And there's this. I don't know. Maybe don't hit a guy two yards out of bounds, and then you won't get the goddamn call. What about that? Where's the fix there? Looking at you. I think it was, what, Marcus Spears or Emmanuel Acho? I don't know. I'm sure EJ will remind me. He watches all those garbage personalities that steal their money. So, I don't know. That's the two big things I wanted to hit. And I don't want the panel stuck waiting in the green room for too long. This is a simulcast. They need to be included. So, let me go ahead and bring him. First off, just so we can get a chance to gloat, I'm wearing colors to support the fact his team one is headed to the Super Bowl. I'll bring him first. The man, the myth, the legend, the AJ Hawk of the Huddle Up podcast. My man, Matt Muleisen. What's going on, Matt? I'm doing well. Thanks for thanks for having me on to to chat about this and and be a part of uh, the the multicast here tonight. Be uh, my second trip to the the Student of the Game show. So yeah, looking yeah. forward to to doing this again. I appreciate the banter we have back and forth uh, over the weekend and, and moving <laughs> forward here as we watched our teams play and and unfortunately was wasn't quite the game I think we were hoping for. But um, you know I. I gotta. I won't argue with uh, the Eagles getting to the Super Bowl, even though it wasn't the the uh, defensive clash we were promised. Once every single quarterback on the Niners got injured, <laughs> literally, except for the emergency <laughs> one, right? Right. right. You're going with my motif too. You're getting the colors of all the people involved: the green and white, and then the black and white, where the officials screwed up calls and gave people. Correct. Free. That's that's why <laughs> I picked this hat specifically for you. <laughs> No, man, I appreciate you rolling with it. Next up, the only way this guy could be better introduced is me finding the explicit button immediately for this episode. And also, if those of you know who Richard Karn is, his name is Al, and he's the sidekick of the man who runs Tool Time, just like this man, Ernest Julius Christian, everyone's favorite cowboy fan. What's going on, EJ? Oh, shut the fuck <laughs> What's up, Kyle? I got to make sure I check explicit on the damn anchor tonight. Yep. Know you know I'm here that. tonight, so you know what time it is. What's <laughs> up? What's up, fellas? No, hey, good to have you. And, of course, the man who probably needs more hugs right now than I do for certain, just because on his five discussions podcast this past weekend, I haven't cried in this much beer since the last time I got dumped and I've been married for a pretty long time at this point. Specifically, thirteen years. Uh, if anyone's counting, well, in a couple of weeks, it's thirteen years. Details. The punchline is this: He got me by a year, huh? Got, got me by a year. Good job. I mean, 
whatever. I mean, I, I, I will not speak for the judgments and abilities of, of, of my wife and why she keeps me around. I'll put it that way. Anyways, nonetheless, Duly noted. <laughs> hey, stop fucking up the intro. Jeez. Anyways, the host of the Huddle Up podcast and the five discussions and the discussions with the nobody. I would do all your podcasts, CJ, but I can't remember half the damn things because they're all some variation on earnestly speaking. I'm sorry, Bing. At any rate, Bing let is me right. the head of Huddle Up Inc. Big You know, I thought that I thought the Eagles making the Super Bowl for the second time in five years was going to be the worst thing that happened to me this week, but then EJ stepping all over my goddamn intro was actually worse. So thanks for that. Hey, I, I thought me me saying fucking power rankings on the po- on the podcast today. Well, my my right ear's still ringing for that, that so thank you for that as well. God bless hey, you, brother. Listen, at the end of the day, I'm glad that it doesn't matter who's running the ship for the Huddle Up podcast the YouTube channel, Bing. Um, EJ's still there to try to F up the rotation. Excellent. I thought, I thought you partook of the Reaper. You should respect the rotation. That's my understanding. Anyways, in the meantime, all I'm trying to do is not screw it up. Again, thanks to Devin for jumping in so far. Hopefully you stayed around through my rant and ravings of the intro to do the student of the game part. But let's get into the intro. You know and love with the huddle upside, gentlemen. It's very simple. It may have been an air quote shorter week of football, but it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, we're doing this. It's one thing during the week. I know. Listen. Soundboards. I am not voice acting this. That Look at that. Weird. I'm proud of you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it was funny. I was doing this while EJ was setting up uh, the recording of the student game report on the Earnestly Speaking Pod. Bing. Um, so, don't see the soundboard travels. Just it's like back. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't go anywhere without the soundboard. You got to understand that. <laughs> that must be awkward in the car when you're going to dinner with your wife. Uh, she's come to understand it by now. Does she have her own soundboard? I uh, won't confirm nor deny. Oh, oh my lord! Anyway, that, that can go anywhere. So be careful of that. Easy. That's the joke, DJ. I'm glad I did a little. Oh my! Oh my! Your 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 shirt matches my cup. <laughs> merchandising, merchandising, buddy. Merchandising, merchandising. At any rate, this course has been a bad, ugly segment. For each of us, each of the four of us, found one thing good, one thing bad, and one thing absolutely ugly about the sport weekend that was. As I hit the post, perfect there with the intro, booyah. Uh, let's go ahead and bring it in. Um, uh, we'll get the good out of the way early because I know what Matt has to bring to the table. What do you got? Uh, yeah, and unfortunately, and we said in the intro that the game wasn't necessarily good in terms of if you were looking for the, the defensive, um, you know, slugfest that, that I think we anticipated going in. But I will take an Eagles trip to the Super Bowl however I can get it. I don't care if the Niners had come out at halftime and said, guys, that's it. We're not doing this anymore. We concede. Second half is yours. I would be just as happy with that that victory as I am with the with the way we got. I'm sure Big Jim can attest to. However, your team gets to the dance is is the best way to do that. I won't speak for EJ because I know one of the 24 teams that he supports somehow get a, a ticket to the show every year, so it's a little Correct. different for him because he doesn't have to go through that type of thing. Um, but. Um, except for your Cowboys, EJ, I do apologize. Come on. But, <laughs> Come on, so man. The, the good for me, it was just kind of one of those things where it was like, I said last week, because I have a lot of 
my close friends are Giants fans. I was like, I really just want to beat the Giants. If we beat the Giants, don't really care what happens after this because if they had <laughs> lost the Giants, it's nine straight months of just that group text going off. Now I don't have to look forward to that. Um, so to get to the next step was good. For you know, me. I, 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 I wish I knew you in 2007. Seriously, you would have fucking hated my guts. I mean, you do now, probably, I'm sure, now, anyway, but I'm just saying you would have fucking hated my guts 2007 when I was actually fucking immature and shit. Yeah, if we were friends in 2007, I don't know if we're friends in 2023. Shit, <laughs> I don't know if we're friends in 2008. I don't, when EJ started the sentence with, I don't know if if, if we're friends, we're, I wish we were friends in two, or whatever, like, raise your hand, and I expect every one of you to do so unless you're lying. Y'all had a quib for that. Be honest. Okay, there it is. I know Matt had it. Hell, Ite probably thought of one too. That's why he stopped himself. Anyways, um, you know, I'll even say this quickly too. In beating the Giants, you left them reeling so bad, Matt. I saw stuff all over Twitter. Look, the 49ers got decimated. We must be better than them. Oh my God. It was embarrassed. I was embarrassed for Giants fans. I'm sure glad there aren't any on this panel. It's true. Yeah, there's none to weigh in. Anyways. Speaking of people who aren't Giants fans, EJ, you're good for this week. Three names. Patrick, LeVon, Mahomes. What do you need to say? I mean, I, you know, Nick Wright made, made remember someone on, on, on the pod last week, Nick Wright said he had the 2000 sure, League tolerant. where, where you know, number one was uh, Pat Mahomes, number two was Joe Burrow, number three was Pat Mahomes, one leg. You see, you see his adjustment now this week? Number one is Pat Mahomes, number two is Pat Mahomes, one leg, number three, Joe Burrow. No, no, in all seriousness, no. Yeah. We discussed it on the podcast today, you and I. Bing! If you want to go ahead and start talking about him in the top 10 all-time conversation. Top five. Maybe in top five. Like, I'm not saying. It's, it's the longest. And especially if they win in two weeks. Conversation is, because I think top 10 is a lock. And and it's and right. Make a note, Jim. That could be an off-season episode. Should Mahomes be yes. top 10? And I, I don't have I and, don't have our uh, our uh, 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 file up right now to type in, or I would. But like, see, right. this is the talent that Jim is. He's producing, even though he's not hosting. That maybe it's easy for him tonight. Now, see, I don't have to try to keep this. Goddamn- but especially if they win in 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 twelve days, Tw- top five may not be silly anymore because this is easily the greatest five year stretch of a quarterback when you combine both individual and team success. Yes. In history's league, and that's the Nick not, Wright point. Yeah, it, it's not even close. Not even, Brady, not even Brady has this. It should have been better with D or D Ford. D Ford. D Ford. Yeah, because so, Brady I'm, choked that game too, just like he did his final game as a Patriot against the Titans. I mean, again, you go to was it five straight AFC title games? Five straight in this NFL, as competitive it is in, in a free agency league and movement and stuff, and he's still doing at least gets to the final four every year. I hope we're appreciating what we're seeing here. This, this, this is this is shit we may not see again. Oh, there's that explicit button. Uh, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> so Patrick Lavama Holmes the second is my good this week. Just because it's low hanging fruit doesn't mean it isn't delicious. I'm with that. Jim, you're good, sir. I mean, on a weekend where the Eagles clinch a spot in the Super Bowl, it's hard for me to find a good. Um, but. <laughs> Uh, but the uh, Kellen Moore, um, the the off season uh, churning of of the the, the Cowboys um, coaching staff uh, continues, and 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 I didn't expect Mike McCarthy to get fired. Um, 
so the 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 thing that I really wanted this offseason was a change at offensive coordinator. Uh, it came out, I believe it was Sunday night that the, or, or Monday uh, that the Cowboys and Kellen Moore were mutually agreed to part ways. Um, and I guess as of now, I mean, they're going to be looking at offensive coordinator uh, candidates, but I guess McCarthy's going to have a hand in the play calling. So here's the deal. Um, the, the guy who was a thorn in my side for the last few years uh, is now gone. And moving forward, if you – if there isn't improvement and there isn't success, then Mike McCarthy um, it really kind of falls in his lap, so then he's the next one to go. So, I, I think it's fortunate that Dallas is as close as it is to Houston because then at that point, they can fulfill your demand of shooting him into the sun. Shout to the Five Discussions podcast. There we go. <laughs> Observations, actually. Any uh, any names, Jim, on the on the target list that you, you would like to see? Um, Jason Garrett. Stop He's it. He's coming Stop. back, baby. Stop it, <laughs> dude. All right, Norm right, Turner. We, we went. There we go. Is he still just, alive? I don't know. <laughs> oh, and we lost you. Good job, jackasses. Uh, no, I don't. I haven't. I haven't really given it much thought. I've just been uh, basking in the the happiness that that dumb so dumb idiot when, is gone. When Jerry appoints himself play caller and offensive yeah, right. I mean, I mean, he, look, if, if you don't think that Jerry Jones doesn't have a, a headset line to the coaching staff uh, from that super, super sweet in, in uh, AT&T stadium, you're, you're wrong anyway. So yeah, that's where he, that's where he assumed. Yeah. I already assume he's in the headset anyway. He's, he's, he's uh well, I would have said Vince McMahon in a previous life, but uh, he's like triple H uh, in the commentator's ears, really, if we're being honest about it. But and I have he, Devin. Devin giving me a bit of a boost. He actually stayed through my intro. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you, Devin. Very <laughs> nice. But I have to ask though, Jim, and we discussed a little bit in text um, Sunday about Kellmore. Mm -hmm. This Cowboys offense has been top five offense statistically, speaking, yeah, for the last couple of years now, consistently. Statistically, what am I? a whole segment for this, but you're going to break it down now. Okay, oh, I, I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't get any notes. I didn't get any like show notes for this thing. So I don't know. I'm just pay going... attention to the goddamn messenger, <laughs> dude. Oops. I got two kids, bro. I'm busy. no, no, no. You don't get to play that. I got them too. Keep trying though. <laughs> Kyle just right, said, so, okay, so so yourself. I'm assuming. It, okay, if you have this set up already, well, on, wait, on the, wait, wait, you're right, Matt. Excuse me. So uh, EJ can feel like his kids are still here. Can you drop the loser for Morningstar edition, sir? Uh, yeah, one second. I tried to tell you, but you wouldn't listen. There, do you feel it? No, now whiny McWhiny pants. Continue. <laughs> okay, no, no. But, uh, if you have this set up on, in a, for another segment, I'll well, I'll save you for that. No, no, well, I'll roll with it, dude. I'm totally playing with you. Oh, okay, no. So, and I'm not defending Kellen Moore here for this sort of record. You know, talking to you the last couple of years, especially about Kellen Moore, there's been a definite ebb and flow frustrations with him. But what am I missing if this team has been top five? In, in you know in stats on offense for the last couple of years and he's not good enough what am i missing what's the disconnect well i think the the disconnect is you can look at a stat line and you're not getting the full picture there there's a lot of situational things um with him calling a game that that don't make sense mm -hmm. um and and i think that's where the biggest issue is i also don't know that mike mccarthy ever wanted kellen moore to be his oc okay. um yeah, sure. mccarthy came in and you get like in the time between McCarthy and Green Bay and McCarthy and Dallas, like he 
basically had a group of coaches that he would meet with every week during the season and kind of treat each week, even though he didn't, he wasn't with the team as if he was preparing for a game. And he, when he came to Dallas, Kellen Moore was just, it was basically like, Hey, you're our head coach, meet your offensive coordinator. Like he wasn't, he wasn't given the option. Um, so I, I think that there was, uh, there was butting of heads there. I think, um, there's talk that it maybe have came to a head with that green Bay game and some of the, uh, terrible play calling decisions in the fourth quarter of that game that eventually cost the Cowboys the game, um, in a game that you can damn well be sure that McCarthy wanted to win, given that he was back in the place, uh, where he had success, uh, years ago, um, so but really, no, uh, really, it's the thing. Bulletin board material, Jim. That doesn't <laughs> exist. There's nothing that happened this past weekend at all in either game. That no. Bulletin board material relevant. No, <laughs> not at all. all, right, all right, jabroni. But but the 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 I think the the bottom line is, um, I think Kellen Moore is extremely smart. Sometimes almost too smart to see the game as it needed to be seen in situations. I think he's he's looking at a playbook. He's looking at, um, you know, analytics, and he's looking at all of these things on paper that should make sense, and he doesn't see outside of that. And I think that was a problem for the Cowboys. Overthinking a play, yeah. It's like, for example, like being a really good coach, a coach of the year candidate even, and being – being known for having an offense that's plug and play for a quarterback and then doing something so fundamentally stupid as having a tight end block, Hassan Reddick. Here was clear. Here, here's what's clear about next year for the Cowboys. Not great, Bob. Sorry. If, you, if they don't get to at least the title game, this is a conference title game next year, more coffee's toast. It's just that simple. Absolutely. Especially when he's going to be, whether he's calling the plays or he's heavily influencing on calling the plays. Yeah, I think I think McCarthy has a has one year left because I think uh, memory serves next year is the last year of his contract anyway. So there's that, but and maybe maybe the situation is such that you know they're going to just let it run out rather than fire him. I, I am, but but let me let me make sure I heard you right, EJ. You're saying if he doesn't get to conference championship Sunday, he's he's not going to be renewed. He I, just don't, I just don't see it, given all the moving parts going on in Dallas right now, especially with Kellen Moore being gone. You know, Dan Quinn is staying. But that, that, that's a little angle. This, the Dan Quinn thing, he's staying. He, he, he's gotten, I mean, I don't think he got any official offers like from the teams. A, a handshake deal in place for Right. Freeman. There you go. Right. Uh, right. McCarthy has I'm two sorry. more years left. He's, he, well, so well, he would have, I mean, he would have uh, 23 and 24. No, right, but 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 in most cases, coaches don't like to have the lame duck thing. Like, like no, but to, but to, I spoke incorrectly. I thought he only had one more year, and Kyle noted that uh, so it could be a potential situation over the end of next year. They mutually agree to part ways, or they don't renew, which isn't the case. He has two more years, so if they don't show team. improvement, right. it would be a firing, not a. But, but not even renewing. so, more and more to your point, to, to you, what you're saying, it still applies here because again, most situations, coaches like to have. Don't want to have that lame buck you're hanging there either. You Correct. To me, exactly. I just wanted to be factually correct. Right. Something we I'm other people. Right That's fundamental business. No offense, EJ, but you're not exactly reinventing the wheel on that. Well, I understand that. I'm just telling you. About, yeah. Guys would rather have security in their jobs than not. Holy snap. Who'd have thought it? Hey, anyway, I'm <laughs> <Shit. laughs> 
<laughs> oh, you, you did that just because you already have the explicit button hit. Listen, this isn't your show. I'm not going to use the F word. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, and my good does relate to the Kansas City Chiefs in its own right, but not for Patrick LeVon Mahomes the second. Sure, I, I knew somebody was going to give him his flowers, and in the words of Joel Klatt, and rightly so. But um, I can't help but point out the Kansas City Chiefs defense. Chris Jones was a factor on this very show during the segment that's so misguided that it got its own goddamn T-shirt. Somebody argue with me that it matters about the (laughs) and who the team is. Don't think I didn't see what you did there, Jim. And it's about the team and how I trust them. And I tried to inform this individual that it was about... Who do you trust? Hubba, hubba, hubba. Money, money, money. money. Who do you trust? Thank you, uh, Jack Nicholson. No, 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 no. We're going to have Jack back in a minute, depending on your retort. Watch yourself. (laughs) I can't can't handle it? (laughs) (laughs) Can you you actually fail to handle the truth before we evoke the damn sound clip, please? I already can't handle the truth. Are you you about to say something? We're going to finish it. Can, Can I finish? No, go ahead. Okay. So, I said it was about matchups and the difference being made there. And the person in question, who apparently has a big thing for Jack Nicholson as well that I wasn't completely aware of, failed to even acknowledge the weaknesses in the Bengals. Who the hell is this? Exactly. (laughs) I mean, you know, I can tell you hints about to what his religion may have been if you heard just his name. Yet he's ironically married to a Jewish woman. Anyways, so the... I'm here to fuck shit up, brother. (laughs) (laughs) But I say all the above to say this. Matchups were a key there. Chris Jones went precisely crazy on a backup offensive lineman. I'm not going to say, and rightly so, but I am a little surprised Zach Taylor didn't have something for that. But then again, when it's in the interior of line, what really can you do? You're not happy with that? You don't care about fat guys? First of all, hashtag you problem. Second, what about two bleeding rookies picking off a guy who is now dubbed automatically the second best quarterback in the NFL? No one's having that conversation, and I don't know why. Well, I do. His name's Patrick LeVon Mahomes II and Travis Kelsey, who will be involved in a very special ceremony tonight, if you guys vote appropriately, by the way, as he teases that moment later in the show. But, yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs defense. Everybody was sold out. You can't stop the depth of that receiver core. And Joe Mixon's underrated. Yeah, I'm making fun of myself because I said the same thing. (laughs) And yet here we go with two rookies with an interception to Joe Burrow, man. That's what I'm talking about. No, you're right. I don't know. I, I, I felt like it should be mentioned. Anyways, let's go with the bad. And because I know he'll come up with something quick, Jim, lead it off. I, I mean, the Eagles in the goddamn Super Bowl. Uh, make that ugly, Matt. That is the respect he has for you. Um, I mean, I, I I can't necessarily make it ugly because I predicted it, um, and I wasn't I wasn't surprised that it happened, especially once the injury happened to um, to Brock Purdy. Uh, so to kind of expand on it, I'll say I'll say more to this. Like I saw a lot of people. Not a lot of people. I saw some people saying that, like, uh, you, like you know, why isn't Purdy being more effective once it, once they brought him back in? I'm like, I mean, really? Like, the guy has like no arm, literally, like no arm at this point. We have we have come to learn, um, you know, the injury going to be a six month or more, depending if he has to have the 
the Tommy John surgery or not. So that that's going to be an off season um, storyline to watch for the Niners. But it's like, man, like most guys would have trouble coming back in and doing anything um, in, in that spot. But uh, yeah, Unless your name is Bryce Harper. Well, <laughs> right. Well, it, I think it's also somewhat of a different motion, right? Like he wasn't it throwing is, he, at he that didn't, point. He didn't play the field anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's trying to tackle Bryce Harper. <laughs> well, that too. Um, but yeah. But bottom line, there's there's nothing better or worser than um, the Philadelphia Eagles getting back to the Super Bowl for me. My my dad, former associate press writer, just rolled in his grave by you dropping that shit. Anyways, uh, EJ Christian, you're bad, sir. Wait, what Jim just said? <laughs> Honestly, I'm a Jalen Hurts fan. Next, well, well I, I mean, look, <laughs> there's a scintilla, scintilla part of me root for the Eagles because of Jalen Hurts. Infinitesimal, whatever it's like, fucking like small, a slight, slight, slight. slight. When we say a slight, slight over it, no. Um, <laughs> and and I gotta tell you, you look, I got a lot of friends who are Eagles fans, and most of them are actually pretty nice. Um, <laughs> it was just so fucking that. weird. Most of them are pretty nice. I, even one of my buddies, one one of the guys at my at my job that plays poker there, like he, nicest guy, like yo, the Giants look really good. Da, da, da. He's he's actually one of those really really cool, rare to you see Eagle fans like that. Matt has made me get back to 2002 mode, 98, 1995 mode. When I, you know, back in 1989, 1990, when I first started hating the Eagles because of their fans. Matt, I thank do? you. Matt, thank you so much <laughs> for being a fucking. What has asshole. Matt done? And it wasn't. It wasn't even towards me. It was towards. It was towards this guy, Kyle, the host tonight of the oh, Simulcast. Yeah, and you going at it right with him? I'm like, holy shit! And, I, and, it, and it got me back to like, oh, yeah, you just remember why I hate Eagles fans so much. Thank you, Matt, so much. That was my As a wrestling fan, you can't tell when something's a bit. <laughs> no, dude, Matt, Matt, he, Matt, he left wrestling, rest, left wrestling for 17 years. 17 I don't know years, if you heard about that. that. Ah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, he's still Matt, learning what what things like a work means. I, I got to give I, Matt this much credit. Like when we were throwing those lightsabers in the huddle up, um, in the huddle up chat, like he he started the sidebar with me. Hey, this is great. Just let's make sure it doesn't go anywhere. Like, bro, listen, you, you got a lot of grace. And I'll admit it, I rubbed a little bit more funk on it. I've, you know, with with my day job stuff and all that craziness going on, like I was I was definitely venting more than just football with that because we were all, to Matt's point, de- deprived of a good experience of what should yeah. have been. Of what was yeah, going. that I well, mean, that's too. the part that's that that's what sucked about that game is yeah. it should have been closer. Yeah. Um, Matt, you're bad, sir. Yeah, so um, for me, and, and forgive me if I mispronounced the name here, um, I, with a sigh at the end of the game right. in the Bengals-Chiefs uh, game, and, and this isn't saying the call was bad because it's the right call. Um, what I've never really enjoyed, uh, and this isn't just limited to this game, it's in general, is the continued camera angle on the guy in the worst moment of his professional career to this point. Show them the first time. I get it. The fans, the the viewers want to see how they reacted to the moment. But to go back a second time, to go back a third time, to go back a fourth time. To hang on the just, shot for like 10 minutes, it felt like. Absolutely crushed it's already. Like the, it's it, like the it, fucking soap guy. 
Yeah. It was all the rules. Like, yeah. It's it's like, and, and it was borderline ugly, but it's been done so many times. I can't say that this is a rare occurrence that it's ugly, but it's always, to me, a bad look. It works in college because then we're talking about 19, 20-year-olds, but he's not that far out of college. I want to see he's, what, 24 so, like, to to focus on someone in the worst moment of their career continually for views is always going to be, in my opinion, a bad look. Well, and, and of course, that applies to everybody in college, of course, except for Stetson Bennett, who's like 167 years yeah, old. Yeah, he's older than everyone on this panel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's 22. He'll be 23 um, yeah, right. in, in so April. He's, he's lit. He's like, when you're talking about a college, college game, he's, yeah, he's he's practically college age. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, you know, for me, this is a very simple one. The bad, and I hated it from the moment I started seeing it. I just, I I kind of put it out of my mind as just some hokey thing. For all the dad jokes I come up with on this and any of the shows I do, whether it's on the Huddle of Podcast, bing, on the Student of the Game Podcast, bing, on the Black Eagle Band Rep Podcast, bing, with the three-point conversion, bing, any of that. Um, the whole Brocky thing was the dumbest. You know what? Just because EJ's here and he already made us hit Ridiculous. the explosive Ridiculous. It's the dumbest shit. Like, can you not do that? It's too late now. You angered the football guy. Thing sucks. Like, you, you do realize. You do realize. Dumbass. You called for that storm, Niner fans. I blame you. Okay? I blame you. You know, there's a part of me that's glad my merchandising is green tonight because of that Brocky trash. That was so stupid. Merchandising, merchandising. is a universal symbol for all underdogs, not even just in boxing or football or in effing Philadelphia. American underdogs in general are represented by Rocky. Why the hell do you think a creed was made so they can actually make an embrace over and beyond just Rocky Balboa? That's another reason why there's like 76,000 Rocky movies as well. Like, good God. I, you, ooh. Oh, no. I just gave someone an idea. Rocky is a zombie is going to be a thing. Shit. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, for me, that was the bad. It was hokey. It was dumb. And you called for the Storm Niner fans. The reason why Matt and I were robbed of good football was you. And I blame you. I blame you, stupid idiot. Ooh, nice ad. I like that. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of stupid idiot, here comes the ugly portion. And who better to lead it off than EJ Christian? Sir. Hey, oh. Wait, I'm not ugly. I'm, I'm handsome as fuck. You, you are that? handsome as fuck. It's your case. Allegedly. He said you're stupid. He didn't say you're ugly. Follow along. My goodness. <laughs> Calm down, Eagle fan. All right. Calm down. <laughs> dumbass. Champion. Calm down. Uh, my How ugly. Earth are mad and I suddenly allied so quickly. I play. I, anyway. Co common know? enemy. Common enemy. <laughs> my, my ugly this weekend actually is, is all the officiating talk. Thank you. Can we stop? Like, like, could you do the job better than they can? Honestly. Like, I'm not getting them, like, cover here because they, they, they dropped the ball a lot this weekend. But I think, I think we just overrate the fucking officiating a little too much this weekend. Or rather, what a rate. Yeah. Right. Like, were there mistakes made? Yeah, a little bit. But I, I think that the, the, the idea that uh, this, this is the reason why these games were they were, no, no, stop. Let's, let's cut that shit. 
So that's my ugly for the weekend. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think the discussion more, and and maybe it's it's another one of these off season things, and and I I don't know how long the 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 topic would be. Maybe it'll be a double shot episode or something. But the, I I think the NFL is much like we talked about. I know in the wrap up to the college football season that college football needs to look at doing national a national pool of officials as opposed to conference officials. I think the NFL's long overdue for full time employed officials. You know, like because that that's what people I don't I don't think really realize or that maybe they're starting to come to realize a little bit more but like these guys aren't like full-time nfl employees like these these guys are they're kind of just they're they're brought in week by week year by year sort of a deal so maybe maybe if, if there's more structure to the officiating in the league there can be uh more accountability and more uh you know because i mean let, let's not the officiating wasn't bad because it was bad and it's become part of the discussion again, unfortunately. But like, m maybe you got to understand too. This this rule book that the league has is a thousand pages long and growing by hundreds every year. Right. So maybe if you create a full time employed group of officials, the league and everything can work on. Do do we like some of the some of the rules? When you have to have a rules expert that doesn't even know the rules on every broadcast, like well, you, you've kind of had a problem. You know what I mean? You have a problem when you have a play-by-play -play broadcaster and a color, color commentary guy who back in the day knew the rules. Now they don't even know what the hell they are, so they got to go to a rules expert. Then you have a rules expert that like sometimes is sitting on his hands going, eh. And even when they do, chances are they're, you know, verbally <laughs> filleting the officials. Right. Piera, who never gets it right. That I've exactly. So, you know, <laughs> may, maybe if we instead of having a 6000 page rule book, we consolidate this thing and, and actually make it make a little bit more sense. And the officials can rule the important things more correctly, more of the time. And I think it would make for a better game. I mean, my only come back to that jim first of all let's take it to college first i don't get conference officiating because it there in no scenario is it a good look example i'm over here the officiating in ucf versus temple was just goddamn awful just beyond awful horrific in a very special way so too was the houston game i hate making officials part of the analysis and they did a good enough job in the casey and bengals game to they really shouldn't be even though memes are out there claiming reps versus eagles as a super bowl matchup stop it you're wrong but keeping back with college these are acc or aac officials and the first thing that was said when anything was mentioned about the bad officiating there at Edition Financial Arena where I was there with the black and gold banneret was, oh, the American Athletic Conference officials are obviously going to go against UCF. They're moving to the Big 12 next year. Man, does, does MFers don't care about that right then? And that's the whole thing. All this conspiracy theory about fixing games and such, bro, you need competence for that level of malice and organization where you're giving them entirely too much credit 
if you're claiming that's the case. Anyways, that that you know. Yeah. But I digress. Um, mm-hmm. So no, all that was EJ's ugly. Damn. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, let's go to you next for the ugly, Jim. What you got? Um. And this look, this isn't me coming to the defense of the team that I hate the most in uh in football. Uh-oh. But um can can we can we stop with the beating to death of this is the weakest road to a Super Bowl we've ever seen in the history Thank of time. You. Look, when when teams start crafting their own schedules then, then we can really start talking about that. The Eagles didn't call the league office and ask to play this division and this division and these uh, other two games not in their in their lineup. It's not the Eagles' fault that the Vikings were fraudulent and they ended up playing uh, Brian DeBull and the Giants in in the divisional round. Yes, and, yes, taking DeBull by the horn. Right? <laughs> and it's not, and it's not the Eagles' fault that. Well, I guess in a way it's the Eagles' fault that both of the 49ers quarterbacks got hurt. But like Shanahan's fault. <laughs> but, Correct. Correct. There you go. But like the the 49ers were already on their third and fourth string quarterbacks in the NFC title game. Okay. Um then Purdy gets hurt, Johnson gets hurt, you have a one armed man in a boxing match um, for, for the second part of a game. Like, so like none of those things are the Eagles fault. Okay. If you want to, if you want to incorporate some of like, if you want to pick the chiefs, when, when you finally come to pick these games and you want to say that, like, you think the chiefs are better because they maybe had a bit of a harder road to get here, a little bit more battle tested. You can say those things, but stop trying to like punish the Eagles and say that, they chose the easy road. They didn't. They played what was in front of them. That's all every NFL team can do. They did it. They had more wins than anybody in the NFC. They they played the teams that got to their games in the postseason. That's all the Eagles could do. And the Eagles did it. They're in the Super Bowl. Like it's just a it's just a it's just an ugly look for for people. And I get we're creating talking points because you have two weeks of 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 round the clock coverage, but it, it's 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 a lame look because the Eagles didn't do that to themselves. Jim, I gotta ask, how disgusted that feel to say that? Uh, I'm gonna, can, I'm just gonna go throw up for a second now that I got no. it out. <laughs> well, I'll say this much too. First of all, anybody who thinks that this was the easiest road to a Super Bowl of all time has very much forgotten sexy Rexy Grossman there and Lovey <laughs> Smith and the Bears. That's that true. Was the easiest road of all time because at the end of the day, the four. The 49ers should have been more. That Carolina Panthers team that they played on their way to get to the Super Bowl was not all that in a bag of chips. I'm sorry. You know, say what you will about Jake Delhomme and the way he uh, gunslung with Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. <laughs> but. <laughs> Delhomme? Delhomme. Yes. Who the hell is this? I think the the funniest part in that analysis that you're hearing from the talking heads is they all picked the Giants and the Niners to beat right. the Eagles before saying now this this road was too easy. Because they're fucking idiots. Right. Well, I mean, but you get mad at me when I talk about them stealing our money, EJ. And no, 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 no. I, I get mad at you depending on specific specific personalities. Not all. Specific. Well, some's an idiot too. So come on now. Oh, here we go. Mark that. Wait, 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 wait. Phil or Chris or see all of the above? Oh, no, no. He's talking about Bill Simmons, but also. Oh, 
But those two as well. That's a yeah, great I'm point. A, I'm not a Christmas fan. I, I, I actually didn't mind Phil Simms' analysis with, with, uh, with, with Jim Nance. I think it was okay as a color, as a color guy. Oh, yeah, no, but his analysis of this game was stupid. The Eagles were more physical than the 49ers. Yeah. Dumb take. Dumb take. Si- no. Phil Sims and Boomer oh, Esiason on that, like, Sunday CBS panel, just, oh. like, they just look like uh, one of the two old guys from the Muppets. Statler and Waldorf. Yeah, they're just like Statler and Wardorf <laughs> at this point, and, like, they have, like, it's like the game has lapped them six times, and they're just like, why is the field not at not, uh, the regular AstroTurf? And why is you know it's just they, they just look why goddamn is running so much. <laughs> like it just no, Bo- looks Boomer, damn ridiculous. No, no. One thing I'll say, Jim Boomer, and, and you know I'm, I'm glad you reminded me today. We're going to probably do an episode on this, you know, all course of the uh, summer. But uh, Boomer Sison is fucking sufferable. Is... Oh, he's horrible. Ugh. He's horrible. <laughs> horrible human being. <laughs> Oh, I don't have that one on this board. That's on the Thursday board. That's what I fucking drop. That's all. And that's the thing, though. The Bears never came like the football gods. And listen, you know, Jim, with all due respect, with your five observations, straddling the fence again, I don't want to call it luck. No, bro. The Eagles had luck on their side, but luck is only one half of it. They actually- right. And, th- and that, that was kind of more my point. Right. Like, like, I'm not right. going to just call them a lucky team. Every team that gets to a championship and wins a championship has some degree of luck at Hell some yeah. point along the way. Hell yeah. I mean, listen, if we're going to have that conversation about luck, then I'm going to need you to reopen why Tom Brady is the GOAT. Because when it comes to luck, this bro has a bit. Just throwing it Care- out. Careful, careful how you talk about your new quarterback next year, Kyle. Well, this is exactly. I hope it's on a docket because that's something we have to we get discussed now because of the. Still hasn't injury. checked the messenger apparently. You dip. Anyway, <laughs> oh, which which chat, motherfucker? Oh, look, which now, chat? Oh, sorry, you're that famous, Mister. <laughs> Figure it out, EJ. There's two. There's like two huddle up chats. I'm like, I'm in, I'm in Kyle in like four different chats right now, dude. We got me, you, and and Jim. We got me, G, and Kyle now. We got the. Two okay, hold on. First of all, stop. Stop. If you're actually marking G Stelio with serious football analysis, no, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm saying that. No, 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 no. I'm just saying that. I'm flailing now. No, 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 no. Spread fingers. Oh my God. I need the fucking loud noises drop from Anchorman. Power rankings, Jim. That would be perfect here, actually. Do you need mine this week? Do you need my top two? Power rankings. No. Philly one crazy. Philly one, Casey two. <laughs> I've never seen a bigger eye roll from Matt than writing up. <laughs> I can, if I if my tires ever go out, I'm just gonna get that clip of Matt's rolling eyes and drive the rest of the way home. I don't need shit. Um, no, listen. Uh, yeah, taking advantage of luck is half of it when you're a great team. And, and listen, for a minute there, until we knew for a fact that Brock Purdy was limited, twenty-one to seven. Didn't still feel like game over that early in the game, right? Matt, you can see that. Right. So, you no. Know, now, granted, once we found oh, yeah. out he's going to throw a five-yard pass, I mean. That was every, a problem. I mean, every team yeah. can have. I mean, dude, that applies to every fucking team that wins. Dude, the 2007 New York Giants got lucky, too. Like, stop. It's, it's part of the fucking game. You're always two or three plays away for something different. Like, stop. That's a little different. Because to say the Giants were lucky is to completely disrespect the greatness of that defensive front. I mean, if you were a Giants fan, you'd appreciate that. But um, relax. And said, "No, I'm telling you to do that." That is a disgusting act. 
At any rate, speaking of disgusting acts, Matt, what's your ugly, sir? I'm going to jump back into the officiating conversation that, that EJ started up just because I want to talk about something a little different, not necessarily the calls that were made, but I would like to see some uniformity in terms of what the officials do. Uh, and, and Kyle, this kind of goes to the game with the, the Eagles and the Niners. You know, we, we had the catch early on in the game for or catch for Devontae Smith um, that, you know, <laughs> and we've seen expedited replay come in before in games. You know what? Do we have like a firm? This is when they are allowed to chime in. This is when they are not, because it, it's not like the Eagles absolutely dead sprinted to the ball and got it off that quick that you couldn't see another camera angle. Um, and shame on Shanahan for not challenging. If you see Devonte Smith doing this and telling his team to get to the line, I think that's kind of like a. It's okay, usually a good indicator. <laughs> I'll also say later on in the game when it's clear that you see in a replay that the punted football is going one way and then it drastically changes direction you you have to have more than one camera angle in the entire nfl stadium that can show you a better look than a grainy video that looked like a fan was standing in the the 400 section of the link and filming it so we'd just like to see some uniformity in terms of the way these things are processed you know a billion dollar industry should have the capabilities to show these angles pretty quickly to the officials and they should have some design in terms of this is when expedited replay can be utilized. If it isn't, and I'm unaware, then I don't know, but that seemed like one of those things that if it was allowed to be used, it should have been used. Yeah, I know. I, I, th- I think that's a fantastic take. The only comeback I really have for Shanahan is with the officials in the state of officiating thus that it is, if I'm a coach, I am loath to risk a timeout to pray that they're going to help me out. That's that's my only comeback. But you're okay. right. The, the opportunity was there. And, and listen, you say I, I feel like it's worth a gamble in that instance. I get what you're saying, but that that and was a fourth and five. Times. That's why right. I'm not for opinion. sure. Yeah, for sure. But it's a, it's a fourth and five call setting up first and goal. Mm-hmm. I think that, that even if you lose the timeout, that that might be worth the risk. But again. It's it's not something that, that we can all sit back now and say, but oh, I should have thrown that flag. But it hindsight's twenty twenty, my friend. Right, absolutely. So the, it was more so in in commentary on the the expedited replay because we have seen that used in NFL games in the playoffs, and and what is the standard for that? Yeah, yeah. And, and honestly, you know, I don't I don't know. I don't know all the rules behind it, but I feel like that's something that in those sort of situations should be utilized more the american uh, uh the alliance of american football um the league that took place before the pandemic that was run by heinz ward and all that group had the orlando apollos the product that we all watched certainly more than that the xfl uh, 2.0 um by the way shout out to xfl 3, 3.0 where i will be talking hopefully this week soon to paxton lynch new signee nice. quarterback of the Orlando Guardians, so that should be interesting. Uh, hoping to get on that Zoom call there uh, later this week. But um, they were on top of it yeah. with those calls. I don't necessarily like the billion-dollar industry argument because the ball does funny things, and sometimes it's just going to hit that spot. I, I, I do enough with camera and work and stuff like that, not to defend them, Matt, let me be clear, but that's going to happen sometimes where you just can't get the right angle mother nature defies uh, defies organization like that entropy is a thing 
But as often as the uh, uh, Alliance of American Football got that right with the eye in the sky, I, I, I mean, it's funny. I am the eye in the sky. The breaker of rules is the very next line. <laughs> they can find the breaker of rules with the eye in the sky, folks. Do it. That, my friends, cool. is irony. Anyways, um, yeah, oh, my shirts are smoother. Anyways, um, no, that's not bad. I'll, I'll say that and raise this too. My ugly this week for me, um, I don't like a world where play after the whistle matters. That's incredibly dangerous. It's the same sort of thing that made Kenny Pickett with the fake slide genius that he had to be shut down and shot immediately. <laughs> Never. That was <laughs> you all have seen Major League. Nice catch, Hayes. Don't ever fucking do it again. <laughs> um, love, love that movie. I'm, I'm quoting a movie that doesn't count. Anyway, so um, they, the fumble in the Niners-Eagles game. Listen, conspiracy theorists, it was a goddamn fumble. Just stop it. However, I don't enjoy the situation where the whistle's blown and the Eagles can pick up the fumble and then gain the ball back. Not just because they got the ball back, which obviously sucked for me, but um, we've seen too many times where they let the play run out just this season. Not a playoff game, but basically a play-in game for the Titans and the Jaguars, right? That crucial hit by Rayshon Jenkins of Josh Dobbs for that thing that was eventually ruled a fumble. They let it play out. And it should have been led to play out here for one reason and one reason alone to prevent the ugly of play after the whistle deciding what's going on. That it ended in a situation where, listen, the game doesn't change after that fumble, in my opinion, at all, because eventually Josh Johnson gets hurt anyway. Brock, Brock Purdy's out. Freaking Christian McCaffrey went four for four and had the best QB throwing percentage in the damn game. I mean, by the way, can we not talk too much trash on the Niners and that defense? By the way, I know they scored 31 points, the Eagles, but they're one bad call away from holding Jalen Hurts to under 100 passing yards, for goodness sake. That deserves some props. Anyways, I mean, and that's not a shot at Jalen Hurts. He's a good quarterback. I know EJ likes him. <clears throat> Anyways, so <laughs> that's that's what we got to prevent. Let stuff like that play out. You do it to let you bail yourselves out, and the players have no excuse because what's the axiom all football players get? Play till you hear the whistle. No, not not play to win the game. I was, I was gonna ask you that. Play to win the game. <laughs> you play to win the game. You would be that guy. I would. You play to win the game. Anyways, God bless let, you. Me look, let me look at these notes that EJ obviously didn't read. Um, <laughs> the next session uh, has conference championship Sunday wrap up. I feel like we concerted. We, we captured that re well enough. I had hoped to have a trumpet herald for this. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let me make sure I bring in Devin with his comment, because he did something I haven't seen before. A good, bad, and ugly all in one. It's bad and ugly being everybody in Pennsylvania. Good, My yeah, man. We don't want you. My man, Devin. <laughs> I don't want your hex put on the Eagles, Devin. Oh, Keep rooting for... The Dolphins and that sad organization. Wow. Nah. That is a disgusting act. Steel fans, they ain't for the Eagles. Trust me on that. And don't worry. Eventually, you know, he'll be happier when Tom Take the joke, EJ. Take the joke. I don't. What is the joke? I 
your top you... 10 picks. Oh. Anyway, oh. so, oh. besides that, we're, to- we're top two now, buddy. Top two. <laughs> Uh, it, it's called it's called c- continuity, something you wouldn't know anything about. Anyways, wow. Oh, I, I ran to our, I ran to our, I'm looking for this note. So I ran to our chat and Kyle saying "fuck you, EJ" when I t- jumped into the Matt Kyle battle, and then Matt Matt goes "fuck off, EJ." The Matt Matt goes "cry more, EJ." <laughs> you, you fucking asshole! <laughs> you, you inserted yourself in a conversation. That's, no, 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 no! I did not do that. All I did was Stop. eat popcorn. EJ, We're talking about EJ, EJ. You were trying to stir that pot, and you know it. Don't you make yourself a victim. You got regulated, son. All right. All right. Regulators a, now. All right. One A, one B. Okay. Happy. <laughs> you don't even go here. Exactly. Don't play, Jim. Thanks, Jim Bianca. Coming, Jim coming strong with the soundboard. Although, by the way, the reason why I say it's all inclusive, Jim won't be that person either. I think he made that as good by default, right? Yeah, yeah, that. Anyways, oh hey, look, there's Mikey Byrne. What's going on, buddy? Michael. Um. So yeah, as he showed. Uh, oh, <laughs> late though. Wow. <laughs> Damn. Um. He might have forgotten about the simulcast, and that's okay. Listen, he made it in. That's fine. At the end of the day, I am not going to give him five for fighting. Anyways, everyone, want to see what I did there? See what you did there. Um. I want to. I wanted to try to do a uh, Trump and Harold for this, but gentlemen, I, I felt it very important to um, actually, no, let's do this. Let's do the Kellen Moore firing first. And Jim mentioned this in his good um, about Kellen Moore being fired. I, and here's what I want to put in front of you guys. And maybe, maybe you can help guide me in your various directions. Um, but Hmm. Kellen Moore being fired, and EJ, you made the point about the statistics and how that's a big deal. I don't think statistics can be empty, right? This is what we kept hearing about the Lions and their offense with John Matthew Stafford. And then he went to the Rams and won the Super Bowl. Um, But for all the coaching changes that took place during that time, Matt Stafford putting a butt ton of yards up on offense with or without Calvin Johnson wasn't enough to save their jobs either. Why? Because other things were broken. Other things were wrong. I think the situation with Dallas is to get them over that hump. I, the only thing I can think of is be, if, if you're somebody who's at the, if you're a franchise is at the top of Forbes every year and you're not in the Super Bowl discussion legitimately, which I'm sorry, I don't think they were this year. I know Cowboys fans get all in a tizzy when I say otherwise. And Jim's dark, darkened soul of despair from dealing with this team keeps him from believing it. And I don't blame him. But, um, oh, I see you went with black and white to represent the refs this week as well, Jim. Very good. That's right. But um, <laughs> the, um, I think the, the, the main – to kind of answer EJ's question, I'm not here to say they're a bad defense or a bad offense. I am here to say – that they aren't meeting the expectation of that roster. Kellen Moore's taken over, and Dak Prescott's throwing more interceptions. You think those are linked? I can't help but rule it out, even when the key words of more aggressive offense is a thing. Or maybe he's just a scapegoat, like the other coach who got involved in San Diego, Joe Lombardi, who was let go recently. 
Where am I going with this? Why does anyone give a bleep about the Chargers right now? That's a great question, EJ. It's about time you asked one. Another one. You asked the statistics question. This is a joke. Settle down. I'm so. Oh, good for you. (laughs) (laughs) But the punchline is this. Um, Now replacing Joe Lombardi in Los Angeles is Kellen Moore. In the words of Brad Pitt and Moneyball, what the fuck are we doing here? (laughs) Like, what... You kept you kept Staley around telling me the offense wasn't was the problem. Cool. So you bring in another guy that's known in his previous stop for not lifting expectations. Gentlemen, what am I missing here? Was Dak's increased interceptions and Jim, you would probably know this better than than I. Um EJ, you could probably weigh in too. Um <laughs> what percentage of that was taking away the safety net of Amari Cooper because that was his go-to for for years and now it felt like he was trying to force things to receivers who because a lot of the interceptions that Dak had were because of deflections off of his the hands of his receivers not Brown (laughs) not all of them obviously but uh you know a, a good chunk are probably not intercepted if the receiver just catches the football like Amari Cooper always seemed to do for him that was always just kind of his I'm in a pinch I'm throwing it to my guy I don't have my guy anymore um no offense to to T.Y. Hilton but like he didn't really have (laughs) that safety net anymore Gallup was injured for for part of the season so how much did that play into that as well I mean yeah you certainly can't deny that that uh, part of the Cowboys lack of success this year um was you didn't have a clear number two weapon. Um, you didn't even necessarily have one at the tight end position. I think uh, you, the Cowboys have struggled ultimately to replace Jason Witten. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, undeniably the removal of Amari Cooper. And and I, I, I can somewhat understand the logic with the Cowboys because I think there was contract issues and he wanted more money and this and that. And, um, I mean, you kind of – you kind of backed yourself into that corner um, with some bad contracts over the years and, and what you gave up to get Amari and all of those things. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's the horrible contract that won't die. Um, but, but yeah, so I, th- there was, there's certainly uh, some of the, the interception issues that, that fall on those sort of situations. You put the ball in receivers hands and they literally, they, they can't bring them in. Um, but then there's there's other ones that like, I don't and, and maybe it's recency bias, but um, that you had ones where Dak just underthrew receivers or overthrew receivers. And I understand that like those sort of things are going to happen, but they also seem to happen, especially in in crucial moments, critical moments, and and at the later part of the season. Um, when you need your best players, you need your 45 plus million dollar quarterback 50 next year against the cap, but who's counting, um, that you, that's when you need your guys to be better, not to be overthrowing receivers and underthrowing receivers and, um, clumsily taking sacks and, and, and making poor decisions. Um, so, so I, I think it's, I think it's just. A, a comedy of errors, a, a, a myriad of factors there, but 
yeah, I think that the biggest thing is Kellen wasn't elevating the offense. Um, and that like we, we've seen over the years, like with, with teams that you will have no name guys and young guys that will emerge, um, in, in critical times later in the season and all of those things. And I think you saw regression from, from a lot of people on the, on the Cowboys roster and in skill positions. It's, so to me that, that was the alarming part. So here's, here's what's problematic too. And, and Matt, brings up a great point with the tips turning in interceptions and are those Dax fault or not? Because when it comes to interceptions and touchdowns, that's the ratio. It's that and three down conversion or third down conversion percentage that makes or breaks your quarterback. Right? So looking at Dakota reigns, yeah, right. Like I'm going to give a middle name status. You're out of your gourd. Um, I mean, technically, if you call him Dakota, you are giving him that. No, I'm calling him by his middle name. That's not middle name. Refer to him as Rain moving forward. (laughs) (laughs) Rain Prescott. Matt Stafford isn't middle name treatment, but that is his middle name. John Matthew Stafford is middle name treatment. Everybody get that? Great. Fair. So um, before Jim tries that ish again. uh, (laughs) (laughs) More on that later. More on that later. Um, Shut up, bitch. (laughs) On my own show, on your own show, on our own on show. our show. That's right. <laughs> I went. That was that. That's the joke. Anyways, um, so and I'm not. I'm not gonna look at anything, um, before 2018 because he's still getting right. Uh, you know, kind of built up and mm-hmm. had probably the best offensive line in the sport at the time. But I mean, in 2018, he had 22 and eight as his ratio. Okay, cool. The other years he has 10 or more interceptions, including this year, right? It's 11, 10, and 15. But in 19, he's 30 and 11. I'm not counting COVID year because he only played five games. I'll say, yeah, that that was the injury season as well. Right. And um, 37 and 10, which is an acceptable ratio, right? You're throwing that much. Yeah, yeah I mean, th- three, right. you know, that's almost four to one in terms of touchdowns to interceptions i'll take that number every day now now we're down here to 23 to 15 okay and 15 keep in mind noah brown's a factor Uh how many how many tip interceptions are you going to credit or or debit or 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 chalk to the receivers i mean you you probably also have to give some leeway for the surgically repaired thumb not a ton but that probably had some impact on everything as well this season so ej are you getting the answer to your question about these numbers and how they're lying to you and and oh, here, yeah. here's the thing too about like the, the the like the number of tipped ball interceptions that happened there's also you know and and i know i i and i, I mean I, it wasn't a joke that i said like going into that that drive with three minutes left in the niners game when I said he's going to throw a pick six on the first on the first throw, right. and he literally put it in the chest of a Niners linebacker who just couldn't complete the pass, there was there was there was maybe as many of those um, okay. throughout this season that the interception didn't get caught. So I, I think the number I think the number would have came close to a balance if you take away the 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 tip ball drill. And you would bad throws that actually didn't end up going the other way. 
So, but then, and then herein comes the criticism of it. If you're looking at just the numbers, as Jerry Jones might, this is the kind of mistake I would accuse him of potentially. When you see um, Dakota Rain Prescott at age 29 have 23 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. Not great, Bob. And you're too dumb to account for the fact that Pollard is doing awesome and running the ball more has has got you more success, but here you are making it rain with the pass. See what you did there. I thought you might. So I think that's where this starts to happen. Because how, how often on this show did we call out, hey, you know what? And as much as I hate Jim talking about the blueprint, more on that later. Um, <laughs> um, you can't. Well, no, I'm going to say it quickly. You can't blueprint the football gods hating you. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> Anyways, um, no. But the, the the where where we ended up with us here on this panel who aren't getting paid the money that they're getting paid to point out, hey, run the ball more, stupid. Yeah. Maybe don't throw the ball forty times with Dakota. Maybe that's a thing you shouldn't do. But throw it out there. For what it's worth, I did I did see the Cowboys are looking at interviewing the um the Panthers offensive coordinator who was uh was like I mean, obviously when you had Christian McCaffrey and you had quarterbacks to the likes of Sam Darnold, you are going to lean on the run a bit more. But he was at least a he, he was at least a run minded offensive coordinator. So maybe that's a something positive moving forward. There you go. So uh, hopefully this sheds some light. But gentlemen, I have to ask, um, <laughs> more likely to get fired or part ways with their team. Oh, no, it is get fired uh, from their team next year. Here's your pop quiz here since this is a student of the game production just the same, as well as huddle up with the simulcast. Brandon Staley or Mike McCarthy? EJ, I'll start with you. Oh, that's easy. It's uh, Mike McCarthy. Really? Well, I mean, the Spanos family is not very is very cheap, so if they can find a way to not to pay extra for a better coach. They, they'll find a way not to do that. But, but McCarthy, that, I think McCarthy is the, the most like, more likely in that case than for Staley to get fired. I'm... No, I, I think they'll they'll hold on to Staley as long as they could until they can't anymore. I think McCarthy. I mean, look, you're coaching the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, this is the Dallas Cowboys, and uh, I, I just think that with the pressure now. And again, I think what makes this more obvious is the moving parts. Here, Dan Quinn, be, Dan Quinn staying when he probably had offers right on the table for other j- jobs. Prior. Yeah, I mean, he I, absolutely I, I, was going to get an. I think was going to get an offer somewhere. And and, and especially now with Champagne being off off the off the board now, Dan Quinn is the next guy waiting. Well, Abercrombie fucks up. With that in mind, considering the precedent with the Cowboys, I know one way Jim won't be celebrating when that happens, and that's by clapping. Uh, Matt. More likely get fired, Brandon Staley or Mike McCarthy. I I also think it's McCarthy just because of what we had spoken on earlier with the whole Dan Quinn situation. You know, how how much was there kind of that conversation of, look, if Mike doesn't get it done next year, this is kind of your team take over. If he does get it done, then I don't know, maybe he retires. But I think that Dan Quinn probably has a finger on the pulse enough in the organization that, that he can kind of see the writing on the wall. To and, and kind of be seen as the heir apparent, similar to what Freeman was at Notre Dame. It just happened a little quicker than I think we were anticipating. 
this one probably happened on the timeline that we're all anticipating next year. Quick comment I'll throw in to back Jim. Mikey Byrne agreeing that the uh, issue is Michael Gallup might want to stay on the bleeding field. That, that is a factor. So there's that. Uh, Jim, more likely to get the axe, your current guy or the Chargers current guy in L.A.? Um, sitting here today, I, I think I'll agree with the panel that it's, that it's McCarthy because that the, there is, there's a lot of smoke there. I think there's going to be a lot more pressure, um, on McCarthy because yeah, now he is going to be more involved in the play calling decisions. And, um, I, I think, I think the Cowboys, when I say expected, it's expected by the organization and the fan base, not necessarily, uh, that's not necessarily steeped in reality, um, but the the fan base and the organization expects a, a Super Bowl title every year. Um, I don't I don't think the Chargers do. Um, so there's already more uh, there's already more expectation there to begin with. Uh, next year will be year 28 since your last one. Um, as you've watched th- uh, two of the other three teams in your division win one this century or more um so there's there's more more. they've been to three as well each of them have gone to three yeah like there's 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 so many more things that are compounding on on to the cowboys plus the whole dan quinn thing and like dan quinn this week you know like a lot of people have come out and said over the years that jerry jones is very hard to work for dan quinn whether it's PR fluff or not was very vocal about the fact that he loves working for Jerry Jones. Um, so maybe that's just him patting himself for a future head coaching job. But, um, also I, I think, you know, you have the Eagles who are obviously regardless of what happens next Sunday, they are going to be one of the favorites in the NFC. Uh, we saw a giants team overachieve all year. So there's going to be a bit more expectation with them, uh, we lock up Danny Dimes first. That's right. Got to get that quarterback locked down. And and with Washington, um, you know, you saw a team that started to get hot in the be- in the back half of the season. Um, if they can improve themselves at the quarterback position, uh, and and add some more weapons, like they are going to be in the discussion at well. So the, the the division is getting tougher. I think the thing to watch in terms of the Chargers is, um, obviously the Chiefs are real good, real good. No, like. The Chiefs aren't going anywhere here for a little while. Um, we saw Sean Sean Payton now has been hired by the Broncos. Um, you know, Russell Wilson, Broncos country, let's ride version two. Um, at least you're going to have wheels on the car this time, okay? Um, so may, maybe it'll go better. Um, wait, hold that, was on. A good, that was a good term. <laughs> wheels on the car. The Denver Broncos. You know, so you got to think they're going to be better. And what's going to happen with the Raiders? We, you know, they there's a team that has weapons. Um, we've heard rumors of Tom Brady. We've heard rumors of Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, we know Derek Carr is not going to be there. Um, th- there's potential there for them to be good. You know, we we were all we all kind of bit the hook on the on the AFC West, right? So the Chargers could go very quickly from the number two team in that division to the number four if that happens in real time. Uh, then you're maybe starting to balance out the discussion between Staley and McCarthy. But sitting here today, the end of January, I'm going to say McCarthy. Listen, I love the delusion as you bring it up for the Cowboys, but I'm going to bring up what Mikey Burns says because he sums it up pretty nice from where I see it too. Brandon Staley's the answer. I think the ownership with no deal 
and another season of Ben being one and done at best in the playoffs. Um, over and above dealing with Patrick LeVon Mahomes II twice a week, problematic. What they can assure and have assured, I can argue, for the past few years is they don't have the worst quarterback in the division. Justin Herbert is now actually getting negative press because he, air quotes, in a team sport, by the way, because it's totally his fault, um, hasn't done anything, air quotes, right? Forget about all the injuries and stuff that he had to deal with uh, and that team had to deal with to recover to even get to the damn playoffs, which I picked them to do, and they did. So there's that. Um, and, you know, talking about, oh, well, Jerry's difficult to work, work for. Yeah, because Spanos is notorious for being such a likable cat. But I digress. <laughs> You know, um, cheap as fuck, and Damn and, sure. and and I get I I get where all of us would be more inclined to say potentially the Cowboys, based on the press they get and the Forbes pressure and all that, and the delusion factor is certainly real. But now with Sean Payton coming in, being a big splash name that's there, right? You got Andy Reid, you got Sean Payton, and Josh McDaniels is probably going to get replaced by a big name sooner than later. I'm kind of shocked he hasn't already. That'll leave the Chargers in their own right in Los Angeles holding the bag in their own right. So, not that I think the Cowboys are a bad answer. Heck, I'd, if this were a if this were a, a a line, do not bet this. Yeah, this is this is stay away heat right here. Yeah, this is this is pretty, and it's appropriate you mentioned heat because Mikey Byrne made some of the good points in the comment there. Boom, but um. Yeah, I don't think this is cut and dry McCarthy. I'm going to go Staley on this because Joe Lombardi coming in or rather being let go um, and replaced as a scapegoat is a message. We've seen coaching movement happen before and there was still celebration on the sideline with the same coach after if he catch my drift for entirely too long. Joe, How buck yourself. <laughs> How many years did Jason Garrett stay alive in that damn too many too many i but don't jason garrett also played for the cowboys i think jason garrett's leash was longer because he had playing history and long tenured coaching history um with it i i also think the cowboys team window um at least from you know the the, the quarterback position is getting smaller because dak has two years left on that deal as well by the way, and, 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 you know, for all our talk, I, I'm going to comment on this here too. Mikey Burns says something about, um, Spanos. No, that's not the right comment. He's still, uh, I want to address. Yeah. McCarthy needs to turn Zeke into a backup. Not going to happen. They're going to ship him first. And, you know, I mean, he, he, he kind of really is in some ways, right? Well, he's got to take a big pay cut. If he's going to stay as a backup, there was, there was rumors that he was willing to take a pay cut. Um, somebody in the Zeke camp said that those rumors are false. If those rumors are false, get that motherfucker off my team. What's the cap hit for Zeke right now? Be, Too much. I honestly, I don't know the number offhand. But or sixteen. like that. homework, EJ. Jeez, over there sitting back in your chair, lounging. Yeah, I know it's my back is killing me. Yeah, you know my back is killing me, brother. I'm, I'm playing injured here today, buddy. Playing hurt. At least say it right. Um, That's what happens injured. when your kids dunk on you all day. Jesus. Day. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you fucking go. Well, his cap hit next year is sixteen million. 
Uh, 14, 14 the following, back. 17 the following, and 16 the one after that. He's not a, he's not a free agent until 2027. Oh, my I, God. I, really? I, holy I, hell. I thought I, saw, I thought I saw cutting him the dead money is 11, but 16 is his cap number. Right, and I'd Just, have to double check. Just man, I saw show. a clip the other day. He ran a sixty-yard run in six seconds. Whoa, he couldn't run a ten-yard run in six seconds right now. It feels like, damn it! Wow, I didn't realize yeah, it was that like, long. Hey, worst case, put, put, put him as a, as a fucking center. Like you, you saw him the last play of the game. Stop it! That's <laughs> a, <laughs> got a future there. <laughs> still that I'm just saying. You squeeze that juice while you can. You know what I'm saying? Let me, stop it! Hey, listen. Right, don't don't you, it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> don't insult the craft. By the way, uh, my good friend uh, Travis Holmes, special correspondent to the student of the game with the Jaguars. Forbes says post June first, good four million for good. Z, so. Okay, okay, good, good. Okay, okay, Jim, you can breathe now. <laughs> I'm I'm uh, setting my calendar for June first. I'm throwing a party. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, wow, that was a lot more depth than I expected here. Um, wow, this show's running. Okay, um, I uh, let's do this. There's two. People, I'm going to do, and if you have anybody else to bring the committee, I was going to go over quarterbacks, but screw it. We don't need to do that in this episode. I'm sure that'll make a great off-season episode of the Huddle Up podcast, and I'm sure it'll come up as well on the Student of the Game pod as well. So make sure you come in on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Check out the Huddle Up stream on the YouTube channel there for Huddle Up podcast. And, of course, that same YouTube stream starting at 845 with the student game pod as well. So there's your drops there too. But I bring before the committee, even though uh, EJ wanted to gripe and like say, that's my toy, mine, mine, and all this on the podcast. Um, oh, oh, oh. That I don't think earlier. I don't <laughs> want to have bias come into play. So I have two names to submit to the committee. I don't have the trumpet herald call, but. Middle name status is something you earn based on accolades and performance. Um, for example, Ernest Jamiroquai. <laughs> joking, I'm just joking. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Thank you. So, <laughs> you know, the likes of Patrick Levon Mahomes II, who's won a, who's won a Super Bowl, for example. Um, on that side. No, oh, that's a, don't that's tell a, the host how to run his show. You so, shut your mouth. I'm asking, I'm asking. And he said no. So <laughs> <laughs> now I know how Max Kellerman and, and Tony Reality feel. This is awesome. Uh, no, right? Like, isn't that the best part about having the mute button? It's the greatest. <laughs> Even in the comments, kick him back out. Um, but not everybody who is a member of the Mill Name Club. Uh, has won a Super Bowl. For example, Lamar Demetrius Jackson. Um, he at least does have an MVP, but has middle name status. I have two names, gentlemen, to put before you for application for middle name status. Um, one of them has won a Super Bowl, one has not. Let's start with the one who did. And if your indication last week is anything else or, or the similar to that, it's going to be pretty easy. I put to the committee for middle name status, Travis... Kelsey. Matt, I'll start with you. Oh, yeah. 
Is your name Matt? Jesus Max? Christ. Shut the fuck up, BJ. God. God. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> now I'm just going to say no. No. <laughs> Way to go, hey, EJ. I blame you. I would absolutely give middle name status to Travis Kelsey. I think he's a future Hall of Famer. Uh, and I think that he is kind of that safety net for Patrick Mahomes that we've talked about for other uh, quarterbacks needing. He's always kind of been that guy. So I, I would say that Patrick's success has kind of been dependent on having someone like that that he can come back to when he knows he needs, you know, a quick, I need my my hands guy in there. That's That's Kelsey. Uh-oh, Jim's inspired. Do, do, do you want to wait till last? you want to go now, Chief? I mean, I have a fantasy football championship this year because of the man. <laughs> like, this this belt is in my house because of Travis Kelsey um, and Patrick LeVon Mahomes. So, absolutely, uh, Travis Kelsey should have middle name status. Also, probably because he's, uh, at least in this modern era, um, you know, because I think especially when you're talking about the tight end position, maybe even more so than quarterback, this this is a position that saying best ever, you have to go era because you oh, go sure. you go back to the Bavaros and Novacheks and those guys. This today's game is completely different than the game that those guys were playing. Um, so. Yeah, I, 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 this era, he's, he's the best to do it. Um, he's, he's an athletic freak and, um, it's, it's, Still it's probably not the best tight end the Chiefs ever had, but you're right on everything ooh, else. Ooh, ooh, what? Ooh, ooh, that's toughy. Let's let the careers play out. I love with your, with, with where you're going with Mr. Gonzalez there. Um, I can definitely use a foundation defense. Um, kind of like with Marino throwing 5,000 yards. He did all that before it was cool. I'm with you. Right, that. right. Uh, but yeah, play out. I say I say 100%. It's got to be. EJ Christian. So, yeah, I mean, it, he's already, in, in my opinion, in the top five at his all-time right now. Did you, see, did you see those playoff numbers he's had now, uh, career-wise, of touchdowns, all this stuff? They'll they, they post on CBS during the game. Yeah, he's... Like I'm not ready to say he's better than Gronk, and you know, you know, maybe you know, a couple of the tight ends we consider all-time greats, like you say Tony Gonzalez and whatever that means. But he's top five already easily. I mean, this is not even this is not even a conversation anymore. Like even 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 because even with losing Tyreek Hill, the 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 impact's still there, and that's what for me. uh, No, and he's he stayed important uh, and arguably became more important. But let's also give Patrick Levon Mahomes credit. You know, throwing it to like fourth stringers too, when Juju Smith Schuster and others are getting hurt. And I mean, Pacheco is a good player, but I didn't know he would produce like this. And does he do that with somebody other than Patrick Levon Mahomes the second? Anyways, doesn't matter why I have to say about it. Motion passes. Travis Michael Kelsey here to four. By the so, way, thirty-three uh, years old already. Huh? Years, he's thirty-three years old already. I said here two four. What are you talking? No, 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 no. I'm saying I'm adding to the conversation. I'm saying he's 33. I was shocked. I thought, oh, you, I, thought, you, I, thought, you, I thought he was a little younger than than his age. He's actually he's 33 I, I, years old now. His his personality, um, um, makes him feel younger. Oh, absolutely. Well, question. Um, yeah, I can get with that. But anyways, no. Travis, Travis, Michael Kelsey. So be it. Um. And of course, leave it to Travis to bitch about something. 
Middle name status carries more name when your middle name is dope. Listen, okay, take that up with his parents. I'm sorry, his middle name's his middle name is Michael. My yeah, but- son's middle name is Michael. Suck it, Travis. Anyways, so, Kelsey, Kelsey is also dates a lot, a lot of black women too. So he, he's, he's a lot. Michael, of Michael, 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 Michael. First of all, that was great. Second, why are you bringing in the Bill Burr defense? We're not talking about the Patriots. What the hell? Anyways, good God, I, I'm glad you brought that up because you're welcome. I don't think any of the rest of us are allowed to. Um. Anyways, really, I also wasn't aware. So. There's that because it doesn't. Uh, really, I don't. Really, no, 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 no. See, Jim is really white, really, really. White. Oh, uh, whiter than white. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <it's> <laughs> <laughs> never mind. This isn't a political show. We need to stop that shit. Anyway, um, Matt, we don't know yet, Matt. <laughs> next on the docket. Oh, and and due to the yeah yeah we'll move forward. Um, the other name for consideration, and I danced with it last week, but I'm not sure. You dance with it. And I know Mikey Burns going to have an opinion. <laughs> he already has a nickname. And listen, he could come out with his own sunglasses line right now. So glasses so cool that they make you go, burr. Joey Burr. Um, yeah, Joe Burrow. Does he get middle name status? EJ Christian, let's start with you. The fact that he's made the Bengals relevant this quickly mm. should carry some value. I've been a football fan for over 30 years. The Bengals, when I started watching football, the Bengals were coming out of the Boomer Sison era, Sam Weiss era, when they went to a couple, you know, went to the Super Bowl in 88. And they were putrid. Other than a couple of sprinkles of decent years with Marvin Lewis here and there, they have been putrid for 37 years. A few sprinkles. This guy. The four straight where he took him to the damn playoffs. Right. This dude comes to Cincinnati of all franchises, okay? Not only makes him relevant, they go to the Super Bowl. His first, his first, his first full season as a starter, they go to the fucking Super Bowl. And they're, this year, almost went as well, as well too. You know, in the same vein, now granted, he didn't win MVP, we get that. But a guy who has raised a culture, I, I mean, the fact we're using the word culture in Cincinnati <laughs> I, mean, I mean, think about it. We've been football fans for 20 plus years, 30 plus years. The Bengals are relevant in a way where we expect them to be good for a long time. I've never in my life said that, ever. At least until these yeah. some of these contracts come due. But, right. but, but, but again, but, 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 but we, we believe the window is open as long as he's but, playing there. But, but the I, thing I, is, we, we, we're, I'm assuming, I mean, Burrow will continue to. They'll bring in new guys, and he'll find ways to make make, make them great too. Also. Yeah, that that's the, that is the belief. Yes, right. So that to me carries a lot of weight. So while he has not won an MVP yet, like in the same way that Lamar and Demetrius Jackson has, well done. He's definitely got well Williams status. Period. So okay, so EJ is a yes. Matt, you. I would say at this point it would be a no for me, okay. just because of all of the weapons that he still has on that team. This isn't Joey Burr putting everyone on his shoulders and carrying them. He's had a fantastic receiving core these past two years. He's got a great running back. Obviously, he doesn't have a great offensive line, so I can understand why the argument could be made. I mean, but not for me, against the Titans last year. Damn. Right. <laughs> so, for me, 
I want to see a little bit more. I want to see him get over the hump before I'm ready to give him the middle name status, but it's not far off. Not far off at all. Jim. Um, see, I think this is complicated. And it and it and it has nothing to do and rightly so. With with Stop the belt over with, your shoulder. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna put it back <laughs> oh, now. Um I mean, I'm still a champ. Um Cut a promo. Cut a promo. But no, <laughs> the I the the complication comes from the fact that I mean he's got the Joey Burr nickname, right? Like if you if you expand that to the middle name, I think you run the risk of of complicating the cool nickname. Unless because if you don't know his middle name, it is Lee. So I think you got to go if you're if you're going to do this you got to go Joe Lieber. Like you got you like you got to give it that same that 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 same rhythm. Like you know, so I don't agree with that because that makes him sound like a lawyer. You know, in trouble with an accident, call Joe Lieber. No, no, no. <laughs> or former presidential candidate Joe Lieberman. Yeah. How about no? no? <laughs> you anyway, just dumbass. Um Hey, I'm just saying you brought it up. So I I will say I will say no, not because he doesn't deserve it, but because it would ruin the much cooler nickname. Does he deserve it though? So, so the, the much- um, I think uh, he didn't have a great showing this week. Not all his fault. Give credit to the Chiefs. I'll say he deserves it. But I will say, don't do it. Travis, so you're making it all aesthetic, which I have my own issues with. Travis makes it a point. <laughs> I'm just saying, Joe Lee Burroughs sounds like an extra on Jenko. <laughs> he also has five playoff wins in two seasons. That's Works, amazing. Must work for Calvin Candy or something. This is my assistant, Joseph Lee Burrow. Kyle, <laughs> the guy has five playoff wins in a Cincinnati Bengals uniform in two years. Yeah. That's that's part of getting to a super. Yeah, I mean he has five playoff wins with a great roster. Like, I, I understand you you can keep banging that it's the Bengals, but like, Bengals let, let's let, let's right. give credit where it's due. Like this this is a great roster. Like Joey Burrow is do is, is Joey Burrow. I, I combined both two things. Uh, <laughs> Joe Burrow, Joey Burr, um, uh, is, Burr. is 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 playing. In- incredibly and he's doing things that a-, a player in his second full season as a starter um maybe shouldn't be able to do fundamentally but he also has that's a really good roster around him let's be fair yeah that's where we need to be the most careful because there's another quarterback out there that got to the afc championship quite twice as a young quarterback as well his name is Mark, Mark Sanchez. Sanchez. <laughs> okay? It's a trap. I'm not saying that Julie Burr will continue to do well. And in earnest, if, if no, no pun intended, in all honesty, if he had beaten John Matthew Stafford last year, this would be a lot more difficult. If he had gotten to the Super Bowl this year, this would be a lot more difficult. This is how close it is. Okay. But with only two full years as a starter, we don't really know who he is yet. But Kyle, you went for Lamar Demetrius Jackson when he was only a couple years here. Yeah, that's because he's transcending the goddamn game and playing in a way it hasn't been played before. Joe Burrow isn't doing that. He's just playing it the way it's been played before. Really goddamn good. And that's why he's Joey Burr so far. 
This is why young kids who don't know Cl Joseph Clifford Montana miscue him as Joe Cool. That's a thing that's already happened. Okay, let's be clear about that. He's really damn close. I feel like if he gets if he gets one more year where he looks really good, I'm not even here to say that like they has to get back to the conference championship. Like they get job in a playoff game, you know. Like, they have an amazing offense that matches the prowess of the 49ers' defense. And then he gets hurt because Zach Taylor decides to block freaking Assault Reddick with the tight end. Okay, I know they're in the same conference, and that can't happen. Usa. But, you dumbass. Um, how does that apply here? It was a – God damn it, Jim. Anyways. Jim, know, touching, he, Jim touching buttons again. <laughs> no, I know how EJ feels. But, yeah, no, the, 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 the answer is not – yet um and and yeah i can i have a question for ej uh -oh. Uh -oh, so no. i was doing some research when you said travis kelsey was easily in the top five easily uh oh so i'm gonna yeah. give you five names <clears throat> and these are just there's probably other names that you could be adding to this this is who i would have in top five and i'm not saying you're wrong kelsey won't someday be in this top five but of these five who are you bumping out now in honor of Travis. Okay. Michael Kelsey, is that correct? Mm -hmm. Travis Michael Kelsey. Jenner Sharp. No. Antonio next. Gates. I'll, I'll take him out. You're an idiot. Out. At this point, at this You're point, an absolute Whoa, 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 whoa. Go for no, this. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What? Go to this, go to this first before okay. I do that. You need All five right. guys first. I'll, I'll, uh... Tony Gonzalez. Go ahead. Jason Witten. And Rob Gronkowski. Take out Witten. That's easy for me. And Witten's really good for the record. The the reason. No, no, no. I, I want to go to the title list first. So no. That, yeah. The reason no. why I agree with take out Witten is because um, I, I feel like Kelsey's a more dynamic receiver than Witten is, and, and Witten can get the Witten, Witten can get the foundation argument as well. well. Look, I mean, if a Cowboys fan is going to take Witten out to put in <laughs> Kelsey, Again, then I, it's then not, I not accept it. Witten, Witten was. <laughs> As consistent as can be, as a Giant fan, he he's one of the guys that scared me playing them twice a year. Uh, that being said, the Kelsey effect now, and not and not just with Mahomes, even with, even with uh, to a lesser degree with Alex Smith too. Also, has got to be kind of something as well too. But you would um, also put Kelsey above Gates at this point. I mean, I, I also I'm like, not doing no no. I'm, I'm not doing above and, and who's above. I'm, I'm saying top five. I, I didn't put an actual number. I think he's three, two, whatever. Stop I'm saying hold on, hold on. the question posed was okay. who would you bump out for Kelsey and you leapt on Gates? Are you retracting that statement? I mean, yeah, I am. Cause I, I did, I did the game you realized it was stupid as hell. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not necessarily well, saying that Witten should be in over Kelsey because Witten, Witten is my all time favorite cowboy. So there's going to be probably too much bias played into there, but let's also keep in mind Witten was in the NFL for five years before uh, actually, six years before Kelsey took a snap in college, so the the the, right. the differences in the game uh, are dramatic. Like guys well, like Witten had to walk, so well. yeah, like guys like Witten had to had to walk, so uh, Kelsey guys like Kelsey could fly. It's the foundation argument, yeah. And I know a right. lot of guys are going to throw that out there by the uh, the Kellen Winslows and 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 the Mike Ditkas and all that. I understand and that. And that's Kellen Winslow senior for the like record. To me, like to me, <laughs> let's I, let's make like, that clear. To me, I think in terms of peak, Gronkowski is probably the best. It's sort of peak. But what's going to hurt Gronk going forward 
if we're doing a ranking system here, for example, is he wasn't great. I mean, the injuries hurt him. Right. Your pardon expression. He was shorter and, for this world. Him. Right. Whereas Kelsey's been in the league, what now, eight years? Nine years? Uh, At least? Something like which that. Is why, which is why going stat only on tight ends matter. Like, for example, I would never put Vernon Davis in this list because he was a garbage blocker. I hated his form. You have to be. This was his 10th year. There you go. Kelsey? Yeah. Yeah. And Antonio Gates had like what, 13 or 14? I forget. Oh, yeah. something like that. And what hurts Gates a little bit too also is, in, is on the back end of the injuries too, especially. Right. But even injured, even at 75%, and again, the stats won't tell you this, right. you know, um, even at 75% in that day. I mean, Gronk had 10 years in as well. Now, granted, yeah. Kelsey is multiple years ahead of him here. Um, and right. Gronk had uh, two seasons where he played less than 10 games as well. Right. So. Gronk, again, that's what I was trying to, was trying to say. I mean, those one time Kyle and I were, were doing a Gronk MVP case. Remember, 2015 in the podcast? 2014, was it? Yeah. We're doing the whole Gronk. Isn't Brady? It's Gronk. Remember that, remember that whole bit yeah, we're doing? because he can affect both both parts of the game. And, right, and he's a great blocker. Too, so, like, to me, in terms of peak, Gronk, to me, is the number one tight end I've ever seen. By the way, side note, something that would hurt Kelsey it's not like it's not like he's going to be blocking a lot in an Andy Reid system. True, right? So Witten had seventeen where he was blocking a lot as well. Maybe, which no, is why Shannon isn't forgotten. One Correct. of the teams he played for was Ray Lewis and Jamal Lewis, and Trent Dilfer won a goddamn Super Bowl. Right. You know that dude's checking down. Okay, <laughs> Trent. <laughs> What's his middle name? Never mind. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> let's save EJ from himself. Oh, fuck that guy. He beat me in the Super Bowl, so fuck that guy. It's, uh, let's go ahead and wrap this beast up. Holy crap. We've been going for a while, gentlemen. This is how much fun we've been having. We hope you're having fun, too. But we're just going to do uh, this music here. Fuck it up, guys. The very thing that is going to happen in sport and just in general, next couple of weeks, if you have anything for me, whatever it is, lock it up. Tell me it's going to happen. Guarantee you have before the next Huddle Up episode. Um, we'll ask the host man himself, Jim, what's uh, what's, uh, what's they lock it up there? Um, So before the next Huddle Up, which would be next Tuesday, so there's no... Um, there's no real like NFL action or anything going on. Um... <laughs> You know what? I will I will lock it up that the new uh Pro Bowl format, whatever the Pro Bowl games or whatever they're being called, um, are gonna be a hell of a lot of fun and considered a success. Lock it up. I like that a lot. Thank you, Jim. Uh Matt, we'll go to you. Uh what I was is actually the week? going to do something in the same vein and say this year's Pro Bowl will be the most viewed Pro Bowl that we've seen in the last ten years. Ten. Ten. You're going Fucking decades. Tan. Tan. F and T. For the flag football alone. Never enough. EJ Christian. I'm going to lock up the fact that, much like in 1993, in 2003, in 2013, that I will not give one fuck about a Pro Bowl. Don't care. Cool. Thank you for being part of the problem. The uh, same. <laughs> side note, you're a liar. I know you watch those skills. I've checks. never. I've never. No, skill, skill sounds with Marino back in, back in the day when Marino when Marino was doing it. That's well, it. EJ, if you well, we know you can't use Google. So, uh, but so we're going to give you a little bit of education here. That's kind of what the Pro Bowl. Some of the Pro Bowl that. events are going I, to I be that. this I year. I don't care. NBA <laughs> League Pass tonight. Thank you. And, Nobody gives uh, a fuck. <laughs> And, oh, and, and it's all uh, 
Uh, Stop pretending like you care about the hockey. Fuck off, Jim. Knock it off. (laughs) How are the Rangers doing? Exactly. You don't even fucking know. Go ahead, Kyle. (laughs) Google.com. Oh, my God. I wasn't ready for that. Um, (laughs) My lock of the week is uh, that no fewer than three times next week, Jim's going to make hockey jokes at EJ's expense. Fuck it up. (laughs) And that'll do it for this edition of the Simulcast. I'm stoked, gentlemen. What a lot of fun coming up with two hours of action. I wasn't ready for that. That's what she said. Anyways, EJ Christian. That's what she said. Well, the world is the, the Rangers are third right now in the Metropolitan Division. Anyway. Yeah, no, nobody <laughs> fucking, you, nobody cares. Head of the Capitol to know that. Can you stop talking <laughs> so like this episode of like the so Gilmore Girls? EJ, you, you don't care, so I don't care. <laughs> no heat, bitch. No, you're wrong. That's right. Big window with Cleveland tonight, by the way, for the record. Good job. Um, EJ Christian 7 on uh. Oh, my God. Who oh, wait, wait, Matt, the hell we, we have the, the game I was. You let Orlando destroy, beat your ass like that? Really? Destroy. It was a 10-point game. And I don't get too pressed over games in January. Similarly, like, if they start 0-3, it's not sky is falling. But I will me. say, I'm going to be – well, and one podcast hey, coming. Hold on. Is- listen, for those of us that live in Orlando and see a W at this point in the season, we're effing stoked. Our Kelly actually took the goddamn court. I was, Woo! I was going for this, though, because, you know, my and one podcast, you yeah, haven't done in two weeks. I'm doing it. We yeah. do recording it tonight. Allegedly. Um, no, I yeah. am. Um, Allegedly. I'm going to be giving Philadelphia a lot of love on the show today, on the next oh, episode. Because they, 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 they you, you, you stop. You ultimately do Please okay? don't stop, do that. Okay? Please don't do that. We're begging you not to do that. You don't give a fuck anyway. What are we talking about? I'm a huge Sixers fan, EJ. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Shut the Jim, fuck up. Jim had the Sixers game on at his house when I went over on Saturday. Oh, really? I'm impressed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the I'm trolling impressed. is real in this one. Just tell the world where you could be found. Yeah, goodness sakes, EJ. Stop dragging this out. Uh, that's what that's i'll take things uh ej's wife said to him for a thousand oh <laughs> that is a disgusting act i'll also take other things ej's wife has said to him for a thousand <laughs> double anyway <laughs> ej christian seven on twitter number one number two earn speaker podcast called across all podcast catchers Matt, I'd like to have you on my show next two weeks before the Super Bowl starts. Nope. Not <laughs> Thank you. Put out there. Why is that? I'm not going to jinx it. You're going to oh try to force God. me into a prediction. It's not going to happen. I have no you're, idea. Oh, who you're going to pick Philly anyway. No, putting those out there. So we'll, do it after, so we'll do it after the show. After, after the events? Super Bowl, sure. Fine. We'll, there you go. Go. we'll, we'll talk you Sixers. Him? Good God. Anyway, yeah. So, Earthquake Podcast, Podcast Catchers. Um... I said N1 on Hello Podcast feed. We're back this week. I put this week layoff. Uh, other than that, oh, allegedly, take, two week take, layoff. <laughs> well, I took two weeks off. Right? A lot going on. Four episodes. He's, he takes a two weeks off, two week five, layoff. Five episodes. I took, a, took some time off. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you love wrestling, of course, take three wrestling every record every Thursday, drop every Friday. Uh, should be a good show this week. Came up for this week's show. Uh, Post Royal Rumble. Back from your two-week hiatus on that. No, I've, been, I've been on the show every week since uh, mid-December. Well, that's great. On, By I'm the way, um, apologies to all student of the game listeners. Don't look for an episode uh, on Wednesday for the first time in 35 weeks. Um, but I was in, instead hosting this wonderful simulcast instead. Um, anyways, Matt, tell the world where you can be found. 
Yeah, you can find me across all platforms at Teaching to the Choir. Uh, you can listen to me on the Three Count Thursday podcast on Thursdays, the Three CT podcast on Tuesdays. Um, I guess I'm doing my one annual episode <laughs> of Earnestly Speaking in a couple weeks, so look forward to that. And then coming late February for the uh, Huddle Up Network, it will be the pitch where I talk all things baseball and soccer. Nice, nice. Oh, by the way, with all the hockey talk, Mikey Byrne in the comments, Coleman Strong. Thank you for that. Five for Fighting podcast. Thanks to Travis Holmes, special contributor to the student game and A7BN Sports for coming in and talking crap on my son's middle name. <laughs> and of course, Devin jumping in. Um, and nah, uh, don't worry about Devin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen. Love he, you, Devin. He was he was pretty jovial considering that the uh, Dolphins weren't playing. Um, so <laughs> with that in mind, big Fangio though. Big Fangio, that Love is the higher. Being higher. I, I Love will the say. higher. Uh, Jim, tell the world. Uh, yeah, Big Jim Sports on Twitter. Uh, discussions with the Nobody. Dropped a uh, new discussion yesterday. Uh, Sunday night. Well, Sunday night. First thing Monday. Um, you can follow that show at DWAN Pod or Discussions with the Nobody on Facebook. All podcast catchers for that one. Uh, of course, we know the Huddle Up podcast. Um, but uh, make sure you are following uh, and subscribing to that feed as well as uh, the YouTube channel, which you possibly are on. I know we this show uh, is in other uh, other places as well, um, but uh, get us there. Get the merchandise over at tpublic.com, and like Matt said, uh, 3CT. Thursday nights, 8 o'clock, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, uh, at 3 Count Thursday, and uh, in the Tuesday podcast there. Uh, if you like to hear this soundbite, uh -oh. um today's episode is for you and uh, i'll leave that as the little teaser um so make sure you check that out and uh, check us out we have a store over at tpublic.com as well um on all of my all of those platforms all of those places there's link tree um uh, in the social media as you hit that you're going to find everything you need to know by the way jim real quick for no 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 you're no, not no, the host here wait your turn a second here okay. uh also worth note too with all the stuff that jim said uh, not only will this be available, this simulcast will be available on the podcatchers because I'm going to send Jim the email. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm already ahead of you. I got it recording the whole time. Oh, snap. I ain't got to do nothing. <laughs> well, fine. I'll open that folder. You give me that recording. I'm sure it'll be better than whatever the hell comes out of this thing because the audio has been awful uh, coming out of um, um, StreamYard some weeks. Oh, my goodness. And oh, yeah. With EJ yelling. All right. What do you have? No, I'll say no. Congrats, Jim, to you, by the way. Congrats cord cutter good job oh, oh yes actually, uh, yeah i'm yeah. discussion low body pocket you reveal that by the way i was very proud of you thank you i i i need to get to it i haven't gotten to that one yet i i did see it come up the various other events that i'm covering have gotten in the way let me tell you a little bit about, about that i am kyle nash the student of the game you can find me on twitter at the sotg find me on instagram as the same the sotg check out my writings with the black and gold banneret. They just dropped an article with, based on the Big 12 dropping their football schedule. UCF's inaugural run in the Big 12. Check all that out. Everybody talking about, oh, my boss on this. My former boss was a West Virginia Mountaineer fan who kept trying to tell me, oh, West Virginia will leave the conference before that will happen. What happened was we'll see him in Orlando in October. <laughs> uh, so with all of that in mind, check that out. Black and gold banneret.com article by my good friend and panelist on the previous edition of the student game podcast drew glucove 
stat the local stat boy himself so check that out uh 100 of course my work as well with the three-point conversion with whom i am in regular zoom calls with the orlando guardians xfl 3.0 team as they are in camp in arlington talk- talking regularly uh with uh head coach terrell buckley uh former packer hall of famer among other coaches and paxton lynch's Recent acquisition there, too, with the Orlando Guardians. We're expecting him on a Zoom call sometime this week. So look on the socials for clips from that and the three-point conversion YouTube channel for action you get therein. That's right. My work with the three-point conversion will also be heavily featured this time next week when I'm at the Super Bowl in Arizona. Sorry, the Superb Owl in Arizona. My man. Uh, So that should be a fun time all the way around. Look very closely for all of that. Don't worry, the Student of the Game podcast still plans to go live, provided the schedule lines up, (laughs) from a random hotel room at the Residence Inn in Phoenix. So, (laughs) in any case, thank you all to the commenters I mentioned earlier. Thank you to EJ Christian for trying to keep it relatively under control and for playing Hurt very well. Thank you to Matt Muleheisen for not rubbing rubbing in the Eagles too much. Thank you for Jim for overcoming all his pain and allowing me the helm tonight on this simulcast i am kyle nash the student of the game but until next time everyone class dismiss